The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is the Straight Up Breakdown Podcast. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Tell it to me straight up. Hello, and welcome into the Straight Up Breakdown Podcast, proudly part of the Hill Varsity Network. I am Greg Smith. You're, I'm almost done. We're almost done and there with the 2022 recruiting class brand. Uh, so my life is chaos right now, but but it's about to loosen up here. Uh, today, I'm joined by friend of the pod, Hill Varsity radio host, Chris Schmidt. Chris, how are you, man? Greg, it, I love it, man, and and uh, you'll be able to to pour a little uh, Morgan and Coke and smile here Thursday. You're hustling, you're hustling, you're always hustling, and man, that portal never never stops. the uh, The recruiting never ceases, and these co- these college coaches are on red alert twenty four seven. It feels like. Yeah, it's wild because it did not. It's funny because when I say, oh, it didn't used to be like this. um, I mean that like two years ago, (laughs) right? Like this is not this is a very recent phenomenon with two things that have really just kind of completely changed the landscape of college football recruiting. The early signing period obviously was the first big one. And that was it's it, it was it's even more, I think, than people thought with the amount of people sign or the amount of prospects signing in December versus February. But we kind of saw that coming. I don't know if we saw the portal and its impact coming like we thought that guys would move. Uh, we did not think that the amount of guys that have moved would move. And now we're at the point where guys will leave that were entrenched starters on their way to stardom at a school, i.e. Caleb Williams, if the coach has changed or something happens that they don't like. Like We're in really crazy times. Obviously, it's a never-ending stream of content for folks like us. But for college coaches, it has to be awful. Like, it just has to be, right? No, there's no continuity or there's very little possibility of continuity or having the same roster back uh intact and that would drive me nuts especially if you're building something really good think about it on the lines of scrimmage those pieces you work so hard to get then develop and then build depth with you went in the big 10 with your offensive and defensive line but man you need a quarterback man you need a middle linebacker right. you know the quarterback of the defense and if uh if there's any sniff of change or there's just a better opportunity, a better team somewhere else that maybe they recruited you hard and finished second at one point early on in your career. Guess what? You can just pack up your apartment and say, peace out. Uh, We'll we'll talk to you next time. And Oklahoma's uh, just a cautionary tale. And you talk to our friends down in Norman that are part of the program or close to the program. It's not just that uh, Lincoln Riley left. It's, it's how, it was straight up scorched earth on the way out the door with so many kids, a part of the recruiting class flipping to go with him. And then just the the debacle of, of retaining the talent that had been recruited, retraining, retaining the four and five stars that are actually good players. Right. Already there uh, as part of the program, because now you got Williams shopping around. And if you're Venables, this is a crazy different look at Oklahoma team coming to Lincoln in 2022 
than you anticipated here even, you know, four months ago. Yeah, and what's and I'm glad you said that because that's something I've actually been thinking about here recently. And that if you're Brett Venables, and when you took this Oklahoma job, you're like, okay, we we obviously have a, a team that's been really successful here recently. He's plenty familiar with the program. We've got a, a Heisman contending quarterback here, right? And then all of a sudden, like that, that's all gone. Right. Or not all of it, but a, a large portion of it. And the job looks totally different. And they're not in full rebuild mode, um, but they are definitely not at the same level of talent as they were when he first signed on for that job. So what I'm wondering is, is this will this change how coaches operate with taking new jobs? Right. Is that going to give guys some pause about taking some of these jobs or in the case of, say, Venerables in Oklahoma, you just say, okay, I'm taking that. It's OU. It's, it's one of the blue blood jobs. It's something I have a, a connection to. Um, and it's going to kind of be on a case-by-case basis because now your roster can be gutted even if you're a quality coach going to a place. It's not like he was some no-name going to Oklahoma, no. right? Like, and so what would it have been if they had hired somebody out of left field? Um, so it's just interesting. And it's something I've been kind of thinking about and kicking around the last couple of days. I think this is true. I think that once Oklahoma declared that they were going to the SEC, Lincoln Riley's like, you know what, man, I'm I'm not going to look as good going eight and five in a good year anymore. Uh, my my star has risen. I'm young. I'm really good at what I do. And the Big 12 is a good conference, but it's not the SEC where it's murder to win every weekend in the West, let alone if you land a crossover that has Florida and Georgia on it, <laughs> on top of your Good SEC luck. West schedule. So I'm getting out. I don't like this idea. Uh, it's not about money, but I can go to USC. I'm recruiting California anyway for my quarterback and skill guys when there's also Texas there. And I can, I can go 12-1 and one and beat Oregon and still get to the college football playoff that's going to expand. I have a better chance of getting to the playoff, keeping my job and being a hot coach at SC than going eight and five and, oh, well, Lincoln really, you know, he, he's wrecked the Ferrari. I mean, that's that's the commentary that was waiting for him out there. Now, I think he made his mind up in September, and I think he probably had some plans uh, to, uh, to, <laughs> to ransack and then leave. Uh, that's that's how a lot of the folks in Oklahoma feel like this was premeditated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's why that to me, when we get to next season, this coming season um, in college football, that USC thing will be fascinating to me to see how quickly he can get that off the ground. Um, because all of that that you said, even though from the Oklahoma point I, or part of part of it, I totally understand the hurt feelings there. and They're not thrilled about it. But from Lincoln Riley's point of view, it, it's a smart move. Uh, for all of the reasons that you laid out, I can totally understand why he would do that. It's just something that we don't ever really see, right? Like, I guess we were, it was bound. To Never. Happen. He's the first, yeah. he, but he won't be the last. Right? No, he absolutely <laughs> won't. That definitely set a precedent. Someone else, there's probably going to be someone like every like hot seat cycle that ends up doing something like that now. Um, and he is the guy that set the precedent. He will always be referred to as the first guy to kind of pioneer this good or bad. We'll see how that ends up going. Probably depends on how much he wins um, at USC. Now, each week we have a, we have a couple of segments every week on the show uh, that we like to get into. And the first one is coach speak, where we go over something that a coach player or talking head said, and we give you the straight up breakdown of what they meant. Coach speak to real talk. 
Um, this week comes courtesy of Niners quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, who had this to say after his team's loss in the NFC Championship game. Quote, the emotions hit pretty hard in the locker room. I think these next couple of days, it will really start to settle in a little bit. Emotions are super high after a game, win or loss, and it's one of those things that you're glad it happened, smile from it, and then think about the good things. We'll see what happens in these next couple of days, weeks, whatever, but I love this team. I just love the fight. The battle of this team throughout the entire year has been really impressive. I love these guys. Let's break that down. I know what my first thoughts were when I heard that, but Schmidt, what did you think when you first heard that comment? Thank you for carrying me to a Super Bowl. Thank you for carrying me to almost another Super Bowl. Sorry about that last pick. See ya in Washington. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, man, could he, he might as well see ya, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, like, and I don't think he's a horrible quarterback, but he he's, and listen, you don't have a lot of star names, but you have star players like Kittle and, of course, mm -hmm. Samuel. They're they're awesome. San Francisco is is good. They're physical, and it's it's. I don't know, man. Like I look at, at Jimmy G, and how can a guy be garbage and almost go to two Super Bowls and and be in the thick of it and and be so good against the Rams, right? Because yeah. he'd been undefeated against them, I think four or five and oh. Yep. And the thing that I think the biggest problem you have with with Jimmy G, and, and I know he was dinged the latter part of this postseason, is he's missed 30 starts, right. right? Since you've traded for him from New England to San Francisco, he's missed 30 games as a San Francisco starter. So that's that's what drives you nuts if you're Shanahan and that's why you move on and, and you see what your draft pick can become. And yeah, the coach speak or the player speak here is thanks for the time, man. I, I enjoyed you. I, I gave you my best and we'll see where I end, where, wherever I end up. I don't, I don't know if, if you're a place like Carolina or, or Washington and you go get him, but those are two landing spots I think about, I guess. Yeah, if, if I'm if I'm a fan base, Denver, uh, you're yeah. going to try for Rodgers. So, yeah, that's on, somebody has to whoever doesn't get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> this is your second choice. Right. Yeah, that's that's how I would kind of go with that, too. Um, and it is interesting. Like you can't I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Like on one hand, I, I have a hard time saying he's like elite or anything like that by like, obviously. But I also have a hard time being like, well, he can't be complete garbage because he did. He's had a lot of success there. Just can't really he can't stay healthy, stay on the field for long stretches of time. Um, but when he's out there, he's fine. The only thing is, is as a, if you were a Niners fan, it would drive you nuts because you just you watch those games, man. And it happened again yesterday. Like you just never know what you're going to get from him. Like you're going to get him blow a 17 like seven lead. Yeah, you're just you can get that you but you also can get to the 17 seven lead. Right. But you can also have the pick that back that breaks the team's back and it's the season like you just never know um, mm -hmm. what you're going to get. And, and hopefully, you know, they, they turn this if you're them. You turn it over to Trey Lance and he can help elevate you. Um, but I definitely read this as it, it, it's I know that my time is up. Um, I'm, I'm getting my goodbyes in and, and I'll see you guys somewhere else next season. It's a salute. It's a goodbye for sure. Yeah. Now, another another person um, that we thought 
was saying a, a goodbye and a salute, and maybe said not so fast, my friend, um, to quote the great Lee Corso. Uh, Tom Brady, it came out over the weekend. There were all sorts of reports. I think Schefter, as usual, was probably the first person that I saw it with, at least, that Tom Brady, Tampa Bay uh, quarterback, the GOAT, was going to retire. The announcement was imminent. Um, the Tom Brady, like, website and everything put out a little tribute uh, on social media as well. And then, like, we never got a full confirmation from Tom Brady himself. Like, you never saw anything from him. Then you get the stuff comes out from his dad as he talks to a local TV station saying that, you know, Tommy hasn't made up his mind yet. Uh, the reports saying that he has are, are totally false. The Tampa Bay Bucks they came out as a team. The general manager licked and said, hey, uh, we haven't heard anything uh, from Tom Brady. And so that was a completely wild situation that happened on Saturday that, A, it, it kind of it was a couple of things. It kind of like forced me to kind of think, man, we're about to hit a time where Tom Brady is gone out of the NFL. It just feels like he's been a fixture for so long. Um, and it was just fascinating to see everyone kind of backtrack all while Tom Brady himself has said nothing. He has said nothing. Uh, I got it on pretty good authority. He's out of the country. So I don't know if he's in a, <laughs> an Italian villa sunning himself or not. That's great. <laughs> but uh, just let that sink in. He doesn't, he, he could be stepping away. And if he is, I think it's mama bears saying, dude, you need to spend more time with the kids. Yeah. Because he still is, is good. He's still top three, top four uh, in the league right now at, at 44. And Here's my like tinfoil hat take on the okay. thing. I'm ready for that. New, New England is uh, boarding school, military school, Mother Russia, whatever. It's, yep. it's that regimented. Okay. It's a dictatorship. And everything is to a T. It's probably boring, but it's necessary. And you've seen how great that, that franchise is. Tampa's spring break. We all remember spring break and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, we did. But but you eventually you go back to work, you go back to class, right? And I think it's just too loosey-goosey. And I don't think Tampa was locked in or prepared on offense and it showed against the Rams. They shouldn't have been getting blown out by the Rams. So I think this may be a flex to get a little more control slash say in how things go. Uh, Arians is going to have cocktails at five. That's Bruce. B.A.'s awesome, but you can win that first year. They got hot. They played well, right? right. Well, it was just uh, it was kind of a disaster with Brown and, and how things transpired in, in Tampa, and they weren't as, as locked in as they could have been. I think Tom's kicked off. I think it's a missed opportunity as, as, high as he sees it, and it needs to be more strict it needs to be more focused uh moving forward and if it's not going to be then see i'll retire even though i don't want to retire but i'm not going to be a part of it again to me that's that's my read on this thing okay let's uh let's grow the hell up let's be a little bit more focused it is a job we need to be better and we can control that so i think that's that's part of this he may have leaked this i think he and gronk maybe are kind of getting a kick out of watching their own funeral right all right and, and, and they will see the blowback and you've had roses thrown and well wishes, but they both still have ball left in them. And I think they want to play. Yeah. It's really interesting to know that, that, that kind of line of thinking, because it, it's, 
something where and, I, and the funny thing is the first thing i thought about in that kind of a situation it, it's kind of like what's happening in a way with lebron and the lakers and the analogy there is is that you you want to make sure when you have these guys that are and that are, like even to say that like brady lebron those kind of guys are generational talents is probably mm-hmm. underselling it but they are right like that they're even more than that uh, and but what comes along with guys like that is is those who don't want to waste any years especially as they get in the back end or the final chapter of their careers right and so if you're Tom Brady and you do think hey we could have been more prepared we had some situations that blew up in our face um, and we should not we should have been better had a better outcome this year than we did then I can totally understand that. Um, but I, and I can also see where even though the team was good this year after winning last year, and this happens all the time, teams end up taking that step back or they get fat and happy, Greg. Yeah, yeah, you get fat and happy. And but but what's the thing that he's kind of known for not being that though, right? Like it's kind of it's it's like his thing to not fall into that trap and to right. always have that next challenge and to always stay going a hundred percent and all of that. Um, so I can definitely see where that sort of situation um could tick him off. Um, I there are all sorts of theories about him, like for him being the one that leaked this, and like you said, him and Gronk just sitting back, like having a good chuckle about all of this. Um, and I hope all of that is true um because it would be really funny um but i i wonder it it feels like he will end up retiring but it would not surprise me i think he's back back yeah like that wouldn't surprise me at all i think he, i think he's back i think he's taking mama to like i said an italian villa and gonna sweet talk her and let me do one more year honey i i hope she's not like squeezing him to retire if he still wants to play yeah, I think that that's the thing. I don't know that that sets you up. And I'm always fascinated by this, to be honest, about like what happens to these like superstar athletes when they do decide to retire and be home um, all the time. Because it's Mama just, doesn't it's, want them home. Yeah, it's just totally <laughs> different than what you probably think it's going to be like. And you've had this time of like, in his case, years and years of being used to what the routine is with him being away and being, you know, the star quarterback um, to then come home and be home all the time. But the added layer to that is if he does not really want to retire um and decides to make her happy for it like it's just if you see that like that would be a thing that would happen to normal couples right about like changing jobs or doing something else so like it's just that sort of part of it um is always super interesting and it's why you end up having so many people come back um and unretiring or they go find that tv gig or something um to get them that little break uh to kind of keep that little bit of the routine going um and that whole thing is fascinating but it i would not put it past him um tom brady to come back and play another year out of spite uh as well if he wasn't the one that leaked this no i sorry it paused there um no, I listen. He he. There's so many different angles to this, Greg. There there just is, and we'll see if if he's back or not. And I'm thinking probably post Super Bowl we'll hear something one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely. Now every week we end the show with with my favorite segment called "Put Them on Blast," uh, where we put someone on blast for something that they did or said. Put them on blast. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go first on this one. It, it is a popular punching bag for me, but that doesn't make it any less uh, true. Again, Frank Vogel the dreaded now coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. And I wait every day uh, for that Woj tweet um, that the Lakers are in negotiations to part ways with him. He's driving me nuts. Um, These closing lineups, the starting lineups, 
the um, inability to see that Avery Bradley does not need to be playing uh, significant minutes for the Lakers, like all of it. Um, he has to go on blast. I feel like they lost that game against the Hawks last night, um, strictly because of his or yesterday, uh, strictly because of his rotations and lineups. We're in a closing lineup situation where it's Anthony Davis and four people that can't shoot. Um, he is driving me nuts, but it's also starting to extend to Jeannie Buss because she's notoriously cheap, even though they are very much billionaires. Um, and so I don't think she wants to eat the contract. Um, and so for all of those reasons and many more, as Frank Vogel has developed into my personal pinata, Frank Vogel, Lakers coach, has to go on blast. Uh, Chris, who are you putting on blast? You know, he's been favored. The last time I was on the, uh, the podcast with you, Greg, I went after, uh, I went after Notre Dame. I went after <laughs> Coach Kelly uh, and specifically LSU for not having a coach and poof. <laughs> 12 right. hours later coach kelly's at notre day at, at lsu and i'm like oh man well i guess i'm gonna put coach kelly on blast for his social media use and uh trying to do what he could impression wise for for pulp fiction one of my favorite <laughs> movies and he just looks like a jackass bouncing around, dancing around. Now he's, you know, we're talking about it. The world's talking about it. It's attention and good. But Kelly's not the type of guy to me that feels like he can be the butt of a joke. He'd scream you down, <laughs> no. but he is. So maybe he's mellowing. I don't know. But I was just, I was grossed out, quite frankly, by him bouncing around. And he just looks horrific uh, doing what he's doing. And We'll see if it actually lands him recruits. I think he can coach. He can win football games. And uh, this this isn't helping him. I, I did smile that Lane Kiffin called him out. Yeah, Lane Kiffin called him out. And Lane Kiffin called out uh, Drinkwitz, the coach of Missouri, for acting a fool on the sideline at the basketball game um, for Mizzou. And at least that was actually a Mizzou basketball game. At first, I thought it was like he was at some recruits game um, and he was going nuts uh, trying to win that kid over. It was not that. He was at a Missouri game. Uh, but Lane, very much on point. In between nabbing all of the best transfers out of the portal, Lane has been uh, on fire on social media. No, Lane's been good, but uh, you tell me, man. I mean, did, did you not get physically ill? It's, watching, it's weird. Watching him, like, he's, he's breathing on the kid's neck. Yeah, it's weird. He was just too close <laughs> to him. That was that was very weird. Uh, they, they're on, like, this. if you haven't seen it, I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, it, in, in, yeah, watch it at your own peril. Um, but they're, like, on this, like, little platform. <laughs> it's a warning for the straight Yeah, I'm going to give you the first warning ever, I think. Um, like, they're on a very small platform. There just isn't enough room for both of them. It's very odd. Um the, the thing that bugs me about it beyond just the, the awkwardness is that I just don't think that that's his personality. And no, so I feel like you're fake. setting up, you, this happens fake. and it happens around college football where kids are getting recruited. They say, oh, the coach was, you know, X, Y, and Z to me during the recruitment. I got to my first practice and he was cursing me down, right? Like that sort of thing. I'm, I'm just curious on how that plays out long-term because I don't think it's going to go well because we've seen enough Brian Kelly to know that that's not his personality. Exactly. No, same, same, um, same lockstep with you on that. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Subscribe to the podcast everywhere you listen to them. Rate us and leave us a five-star review. If you only leave four, I'm inclined to think you're a hater and nobody wants that. Uh, <laughs> make sure that you're checking out the other podcasts on the Hill Varsity Network, the Mind Your Own podcast, the Nebraska Preps Post Game Show, and the Hill Varsity Radio Show featuring Chris Schmidt. Also, check out the Hill Varsity YouTube page back on there with a recruiting question video of the week. And you can get after us on Twitter at GregSmithHB and at Schmidt underscore radio. I'll catch you next week. A Huda Media Production.